welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2024. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2024. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and I'm joined by Nick Lord, Stats Guru, Fantasy Nugget, essay writer. How are you going, Nick? What a do, baby? Going good, mate. Going good. That's awesome. And in the background with the TV noise, I have Mitch Brown, expert physio and guy who can't turn off the TV. How are you going, Mitch? I'm good, mate. How are you? Going well, going well. Great to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. That's excellent. The... um. I'll, I'll call you like a real expert physio if you ever fix my shoulder, dude. <laughs> oh, mate, that's like a freaking Rubik's Cube. I've opened the Pandora's box trying to help you out. Oh, mate, you have too. Well, look, let's let's get into it, guys, because we've just uh, we've got Teamless Tuesday for the second lot of trials. But really what we want to get into is what questions have been answered. Like we were wondering some things pre-season, seeing whether guys were buys or not. Wanted a bit of eye test on some players as well. Nick, let's start with the Dragons. We had some questions, especially about the goal kicker and, you know, where Lomax was. We got some answers this week, didn't we? Mate, uh, Lomax got the couple of shots at goal, um, which was pretty encouraging. Uh, we'll see whether he's worth it on the wing. So we'll get another look at him this week. Uh, Stu, you're a bit of a fan seeing him on the wing? Look, I think that uh, it's just about getting your best 17 on the park. And so I think that Jack Bird actually... Jack Bird actually looked really good at center. Like he's he not looked worth amazing. His, he's not worth his money, but the fact that he lost that 10 kilos worth of weight that he put on to try and play in the middle, he just looks like a lot freer man. And I'm guessing, Mitch, his knees would be a lot better for losing the weight. Yes, definitely. Um, and he's not doing those hard meters up the middle. So I think of all the positions they've had him in, and we saw this the year before last when he was in center and he played almost the whole season, that's the spot they need to put him. Um, anything where he's going to have to run against those big forwards, that's going to be a bit of an issue for him. So, And more to the point, to me, it looked like it really shored up um, that edge defense uh, on the right side. So good move. Excellent. Well, look, I certainly like that. So as dumb as it sounds, Jack Bird will probably fall in a lot of drafts. So, But he's probably worth picking up before he drops super, super far in the center stakes. The other thing that we saw, Nick, was that Sloan is not really it, is he? No, I mean, there's lots of hype preseason about him putting on weight and being better defensively, but it's just not the case. Uh, his butterfingers galore makes plenty of errors. So, you know, there's always a potential of Lomax getting that fullback spot. So we just have to wait and see with that one. Um, the other one is uh, RFM Raymond for Talon Mariner. He, uh, he didn't get any run, did he, Stu? No, he wasn't in the squad at all. And he is this week, though. If you look at the trials list, he's listed on the bench. Matt Eisenhuth is still starting on the edge. Although, we've got so a- we're anticipating Leilua. Leilua will get that spot from Eisenhuth. <laughs> how, you know what? Before I go there, how do you guys feel about signing Luciano Leilua? Uh, he doesn't like defending very much. No, that's true. He's also on. That's a bit of a problem. But yeah, we needed someone who's a little bit dynamic in attack, though, Stu. I thought at times, we, with the exception of Sloan, who dropped the ball twice um, for tries that, that should have been scored, I really didn't feel like we looked like scoring. I thought defensively we were very solid and the structure and how we were running the ball up looked good. But I wasn't quite sure where the points were coming from, other than a couple of moments of brilliance from Hunt and Sloan. So maybe they're looking for something a little bit more dynamic on the edge. I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, that's it. Well, fortunately, if he is running outside of Ben Hunt, he should at least get some good service. And yes, it seemed that the main point of attack was kicking 
for Lomax. Lomax but once people yep. know that that's coming, like unless it's pinpoint, it's very hard to score from like five meters out catching a bomb, right? Well, that's right. And outside of Sloan, where's the speed on that team? That's it. So look, he, he might come in all right, but I'd probably avoid the Dragon's Edge until we see how it plays out. Just Nick, I wouldn't be sure that he starts week one, right? Like he might need a couple of weeks to get up to speed with his new team. Uh, Leilu is anticipating him playing this weekend, I think. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, in that case, let's keep an eye out for Luciano Leilua. Keep an eye on him. Uh, let's keep on going. Is uh, Flanagan, guys, I know we were chatting a little bit before the game. Obviously, 389K. Is he of, of interest to you, Mitch? I, I know you're watching that game. Uh, yeah, mate. I thought Kyle Flanagan looked really good. And it sort of appeared to me, certainly in that second 20 to 30 minutes, that Hunt tended to run out wide and play that more uh, running half role and Flanagan seemed to run the show. So potentially we might see an uptick in those kick meters and and Flanagan possibly running the side around a bit more. And in his current price point, I think there might be a bit of value there. And truthfully, I, I thought he looked the goods. Uh, it was a trial game against the reserve South Sydney team, but the guts of it kind of looked pretty good. And as you were saying before the podcast started, Stu Hunt did admit that he needs to trust Flanagan more. And I think that'll be a good thing for the Dragons as a whole from a fantasy point of view because there might be more points when teams know that the ball isn't necessarily always going to Ben Hunt uh, in attack. Oh, look, it certainly make them a little bit more dangerous if uh, Ben Hunt can be a bit more focused in the red line, but not everything has to revolve through him. But yeah, that's it definitely sounds good. He's, he's in my team. So just having a quick look at the Trials team, guys, is there any other things to stand out for you? for the team this week apart from rfm on the bench nope excellent no but i think the team is actually shoring up as a fairly solid unit um i think they'll be a much better fantasy performing team this year they'll be they'll be a bit more interesting as opposed to the last two years where you could only really buy one maybe two players that's it i think the last thing that stood out for me is that uh that you got jesse marshke uh there at 14 uh and then you got Conor Mulheisen all the way down at 19 which may mean that you see a significant chunk of minutes for Jacob Little um I think we got enough uh hooker options guys that Jacob Little's fallen a bit down our pecking order of guys we want to own right yep yep definitely I think he'll be about the same as last year excellent all right well look let's keep on moving on uh Nick Tigers we we're having a bit of a look at the Tigers halves this week yeah Bud Sullivan's got the uh the sixth jersey which is important in that uh Galvin Fainu Sullivan uh, at the 5'8 spot, partnering with Caesar. So just keep an eye out there. Uh, no cheapies yet, unfortunately. And um, the other thing to look at is Alex Seifar's got the 13, which is important. And he looks like an absolute lock for round one to play a lot. A round two anyway. So oh, round two. There you go. Yep. Yep. No, he's definitely of interest to me because uh, 380-odd K for a starting lock is pretty good. And a guy with a decent set of hands. And he scored a try off Appy as well in the trial like it was wasn't the most competitive trial in the world but still looked decent right yep, yep. now question for you mitch like just yep. with a bit of context here happy coruscant 606k right came good near the end of last year like found his spot a little bit with the tigers team now has goal kicking so uh kick goals in the trial over aiden caesar so with that in mind would he be someone who would uh cause you to dive a little bit deeper on him well he's gonna run that team around who who else is gonna do it and and he was really the main point of attack. And we do like goal kickers. So I'm certainly interested. Nick, do you have any thoughts on Abby Coruscant? Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Yep, get him in. Mm. Like, I'm not sure that I want a million bucks worth of Tigers on my bench for week one, but I'm kind of tempted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's I, a lot of Tiger. <laughs> it's a lot of Tiger. But I'm just looking at those, those last games once he came back from that jaw injury, right? We had the 73... Uh, 
So 73 against the Rabbitohs. He got a 31 against the Raiders. 56 against the Warriors, which was a tough team. 62 against the Dolphins. 51 against the Roosters, who were looking good, remember, the end of last year, trying to make the finals. And 60 against the Seagulls. And only... You know, he was kicking some goals in these games, but it kind of shows you the kind of scores he can put out. So pretty sure he's in my team. Uh, yep, just quickly, the next one, dogs. So we also got some answers about the goal kicking. So uh, it looked like it was Taff in the trials, right, Nick? I believe so, yep. But uh, Crichton wasn't playing, so... Uh, but uh, wait, was it Taff? Or was it... Um... I feel like it was Taff. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I'll just double-check it, but yeah, I think you're right. Excellent. And uh, the other big news... We got Hutchinson as the starting halfback. So he's another guy who made my team. He was in my team before then on the hope that he'd play. But it looks like he's going to be running the team around uh, a bit, Mitch. Yeah, it seems to be. And that makes him a fairly interesting prospect uh, moving towards the season. That's it. So he's actually my current starting half next to Cleary. Ooh, yeah, cool. I know. No, it was uh, it was Burton who, who took the goal kicking while I was on the field, by the way. Oh, was it? Oh, he must have been. Yep, he must have yep. seen it after he left. Excellent. Well, in he, that case, he just didn't kick very well. That was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in that case, we'll see. Now, uh, Bulldogs fullback this week is again Taff, but we also haven't seen Connor Tracy yet. So, who are we thinking wins that role, Nick? Uh, not really fantasy relevant either one. Either one of them, right? Yeah, uh, that's true. Well, I guess it's saying don't get caught out with Taff, right? No, he's a he's a great player, just a fantasy dud, so just don't bother. Excellent. The very last one that we've got to go through, guys, however, is this pack. Because if you told me in the preseason that this would be the pack that I'd be looking at for their last preseason trial. So we had Max King, Jose Famasuli, right? And then Jamin Salmon at 13. I would have laughed. So how does this affect where you're at, Nick? I mean, Liam Knight's not there. I'm not sure if that's an injury or what the issue is there. But I, I don't expect uh, Farmacilli will actually end up starting. I think Knight will probably come back in, right, Stu? Knight looked awful, though. Like, awful. So dropping right. the ball dropping the ball with his first touch, a couple of dropped balls, not really running very far. Like, what's the opposite of passing the eye test? Failing the eye test, I guess. That's what he did. Yeah. I mean, that's a really light on bench, though. Um, do you think Curtis Moran isn't too big, is he? And um, obviously Sam Hughes was pretty good. He's a big Sam, boy, but Sam Hughes is a big one. But I do get your point, though. Sam Hughes, um, yeah, Max King, I think will play a lot of minutes on this team. He's a yep. he's a low key interesting guy. But um, but Jamin Salmon, Mitch, two eighty nine k for a guy who might start at thirteen. That's got to show some interest, right? It's very tempting. I mean. The only issue is, do you think that um, he'll be able to maintain that spot? Like, I look at that pack and just go, are they going to be able to create create enough space for that back line? And therefore, is, is he going to retain that spot? Or are we going to see him sort of yeeted after two rounds if they if they drop the first two games uh, handily? Yeah, I'm not sure. But, like, I guess one thing that I have seen about is that Salmon probably does have a, like, and he did look like he had a much nicer set of hands than someone like a Curran who's much more of a workhorse type of player. So whether they're looking to just bring on Curran to work in the middle and let Salmon do a bit of that link work, which seems to be so important to NRL teams these days. I know, and and there's not too many players have got the skill set to do right. Both uh, Nick play the ball and work really hard in the middle. Yeah, 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 totally. Yep, yep. So they'll uh, they'll work out their rotation. But I agree with Mitch. I, I don't think anyone's job's really safe in that thirteen role. So we just have to wait and see. Excellent. Now look. The other news from the Storm, uh, now we obviously wanted to know how Pats was looking, but unfortunately he wasn't goal-kicking on the day. But to be fair, it was just his first game back, so they might have been resting him. So really watch out this week again. Peter Pats' goal-kicking. But that try, Nick, we saw the full speed, right? 
Oh, uh, you know, 90% of it, I'd, I'd say. But, yeah, he looked he looked confident with the way he was playing and, you know, good good uh, play the balls and just in and around the ruck. It was very busy. So, yeah, I was, I was really happy with what I saw with Paps. That's it. And he he, he burnt, uh, burnt three players to score that try, like when he ran past them. So, yeah, looking good. Yeah, I mean, he, he had the... Uh, he had the momentum to begin with, but yeah, he, he looked he looked pretty good. Right, and of course, the preseason trial is nothing without uh, throwing things our way. We we're wondering, is it going to be Bloor or Liero on the edge? The answer is neither. So, uh, what is happening here, Nick? Tell me. Oh, we don't really know. Um, Kane Bradley's got the eleven jersey at the moment, but we don't know. He's not even in the app, um, so it's just to wait and see for for round one, I suppose, Stu. I, I wouldn't uh, yeah. worry too much. I mean, I think if you've got uh, Bloor in your side, you could sort of just leave in there as a placeholder because there's plenty of guys a bit cheaper who are great by you so you can just hold them there for now from a salary cap point of view true you know what i'm saying i just jumped out i'll be honest with you straight to heel and lukey with luciano and were gone so yeah i've just done that and look if the law comes back as an option i'll take a second look but i'm just i've just moved away for now because it's just a bit concerning that he's all the way down in 20 yep uh all right let's have a look so ninths uh other guys catch this game who they play? Uh, Knights. I even forget who they played. Uh, anyway, but um, we we talked about the goal kicking. So we did see Jackson Hastings kick and then Jack Cogger kick when Hastings was off. So oh yeah, it. they versus the Sharks. Yep, yep oh they yep, did yep, yep. the second grade Sharks. So yep. the interesting one for these guys is that uh, Tyson Gamble has retained the six Coggers at fourteen. The only good news about that Nick is that if they don't perform too well, Cogger might drop a bit of cash and we can get him again. That's exactly what the game plan was. Excellent. Now, Mitch, uh, Jaden Campbell. So we were wondering about his health. They've come out that he's not going to be back till round four or five at the earliest. What's that telling us from that late season knee injury that he had? What was the injury against you? Was he meniscus? I believe so. Look, did he have a scope on it? Did they do any surgery? Not. Uh, I'm looking here. He had scans the injury. So it was August 19 when he when yep. he had it there. Uh, it didn't look like it was an ACL. Uh, dislocated patella. Oh, okay. That's interesting that that's taking a little bit of time to come back from. Um, there are a couple of things that could be at play there. The first one is that when he's dislocated it most recently, he's nicked a bit of the cartilage as it's come out, uh, and that can create a, a bit of an issue as far as persistent pain when running. That's a possibility. That or he's actually got a bit of a meniscus tear on top of that, and they're sort of trying to get him through without a surgery. What I would say, though... Um, Look, generally speaking, unless it's been a recurrent thing which we're unaware of, uh, sort of in his junior years, generally speaking, that does rehab reasonably well. But if he's struggling, it starts to make you wonder if he's going to have some have to have something that might stabilize it or even potentially clean that out a little bit. So I would have thought they'd be able to get that done in the um in the off season. So it's a bit of a question mark that one. I, I don't love it just because it shouldn't be super complex, but that means something's a little bit off. Fair enough. Well, look, that's so we might not have the whole story, is what I'm saying, and and that to me is a bit of a yellow flag. Excellent. Well, look, let's keep an eye on, on Campbell for the moment. That gives us Keanu Keeney, who's currently my team, 279k. Do you make your squad, Nick? Oh, absolutely. Yep. It's a layup. Unfortunately, now maybe you can give us this New South Wales Cup stats because in first grade, I can only see that he's had played two games, uh, one against the Rabbitohs for 16 points, which isn't fascinating, and one for 44 points against the Bulldogs around 27, which again, you know, like it was the Bulldogs in round 27. So I guess we're, we're really taking a bit of a gamble on him, right? Uh, yeah, he, he's got um, 14 games last year in Reserve Cup. <laughs> oh, you're not going to believe this. What? Um, let me just filter out the... 
lower numbers, lower minutes. So when he plays over 70 minutes, average is 55. Okay. In 10 games. In your time. How about you, Mitch? Yeah, I'm in. Excellent. Look, that's pretty much it from the Titans because we don't want too many of those because that round two bye. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was with only three tries, but 33 attacking stats. Oh, that's... From... Um, Nearly six tackle busts a game. Interesting. So it's a bit of a dodger. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to get down, I think. Yeah. What a beast. Excellent. Okay. Let's get to one of the more important teams this year because people have way too many of them. Uh, Amber Raiders. So I'm always feeling bad. I'm trying to constantly reduce the number of Raiders in my team just due to, I just worry about sticky. But we got a bit of like no answers this week, did we, Nick? Look, uh, Ricky's done a classic Ricky move and just absolutely bent us over and screwed us. Um, Hopawade's in the fullback. Utulawa Asamoa is the winger. And I'm not sure where. Um, Patrick is all the way yeah. on the bench. Yeah, season 15 jersey. And, uh, that might be a good sign looking at this squad this week, maybe. Mm, it's tough because there's plenty of starters there at the same time. Like you got Elliot Whitehead and Hudson Young and starting props. And Dan Levi is interesting at, at, at the nine jersey with Zach Wolford all the way in 27. So, so Wolford went off with an HIA, so he may just be at 27 just in case he passed mm. the protocols. He, he got a huge knock. Yeah, for sure. James Schiller actually had a bit of a blinder. Um in the trial, which isn't so much, but he looked really good. And uh, Ethan's change is the other interesting one. I mean, K.O. Weeks is a layup if he gets the six jersey round one. But That's Ethan's it. change, I thought, was pretty good for at halfback, right? That's it. Well, look, one of those two has to play in half, hopefully, right? Hopefully they don't put, like, I don't know, Rapana there or something. So, which it's Ricky could. So we'll at least get one of these two to play, yeah? Yeah, we, yeah, just just grab one, either one, whichever one's uh, starting. That's it. Uh, and look... No sign of Zach Hosking. He's all the way down in 22 next, so I do not think that we're going to see him anytime soon this year. Nope. Excellent. Moving on. Uh, Warriors, RTS. Who saw this game? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> they were so good, the Warriors. They, they, it's one of those games, because I know they're Tigers for memory. It's one of those games where the Warriors looked way better, but they weren't winning. It, you know, it's just one of those weird games. So, yeah, yeah the, I'm really bullish on the Warriors this year. They could take the minor premiership. They're looking good. Uh, it's certainly good to see RTS so involved as well. So he looked fit and he looked relatively fast and a little bit bigger than he used to, right, Nick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Look, look, looks very wide. He's yeah. just looked very chunky, you know. He put the smack down on uh, someone who made the break, which was pretty epic. So um, I, I don't think he's around one by, uh, particularly because um, he's pretty expensive at 619K and there is a little bit of value. Like, why not just get Val Holmes who kicks goals for a little bit more or you and Aitken for a little bit less. So, oh, for um, sure. but de- very happy for Warriors fans, put it like that. Yep. And he's certainly gone looking to transition to at some point during the season if he does continue. Absolutely. All right. Look, we got some answers from the Seagulls about the Burbo versus Schuster argument because Schuster, being Schuster, has injured himself right out of the squad. Is that surprising to you, Mitch? <laughs> not, a, not, not at all, guys. Would you like to hear a story? Yes, please. Yeah. So, story time. I, I, I got story time. So I was out at the golf course uh, last Friday and I had to cut a hole because it was time to go out to dinner with them. And I thought, oh, I'll let these guys go through because obviously I've cut a hole. And lo and behold, there's a guy in a Seagulls jersey and I look closely and it's Josh Schuster. And what the fuck? I'm not kidding. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, it's good to see he's, you know, going out for a bit of a walk and getting some fitness. Well, five seconds later, he mates, his mate pulls up in a buggy and he's driving a buggy around the bloody golf course. Now, two things. Number one, you're injured. Go do some freaking rehab. And number two, a little walk wouldn't hurt. Like, oh, my God. Ugh. Unbelievable. How do you look otherwise? Overweight. Oh, God. 
<laughs> Seriously. Oh, boy. Jesus Christ. He okay. should have been jogging around the golf course, not in the cart. Oh, mate. Excellent. We'll now, look- I'm, now I'm scared to go to Beverly Park. Josh used to listen to this. He'll probably figure <laughs> out who I am. <laughs> well, look, the good news is is that, well, not Ready for Josh Schuster, is that he hasn't gone to Vegas at all. So we get Ben Travojevic for, but possibly only for one game, Nick, right? Because there's 11 days until the next game. Yep. So I guess the answer is, has Ben Travojevic 250K dual center uh, edge positioning made it into your emergency list yet, Nick? Uh, not yet. But uh, definitely a consideration, particularly for that centre cover, is really all you're after with him, really. There's plenty of edge cover. It's mainly just that centre cover. Yeah, for me, he's a guy who's just made my cut. I'm just a bit worried that if I've got a whole bunch of Raiders, Cheapies and Keeney and Burbo, how many guys might I need to sell round two? But, you know, I think those are those early season risks, right, Nick? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can wait for this week, but yeah, I don't think, I think you're taking some risks with cheapies always, right? It's just inherent. Excellent. Look, uh, we haven't learned anything about the Panthers because they're still overseas. They're basically just spending their time around Man City. I haven't seen a team list yet. So let's go to the Broncos. So um, we've obviously learned that uh, Corey Oates has won over Dane Mariner, which is very interesting. So it looks like Dane Mariner is finished as a fantasy force for at least the spa of the season. Other interesting one was Pierre Cora looked very good, Nick. Got a double and then did a PCL. Yeah, yeah. He um he got fed some pretty good balls. So yeah, he's doing doing pretty well. What what do we think about the knee, Mitch? What's his knee injury? The PCL. Uh, Look, lo- minor low PCL grade, sprain. but they they yeah minor PCL <laughs> sprain. They flew him over to Vegas. He should be okay. I, I he might even play. Excellent. So so they got until March. Uh, when's the game, Nick? March three. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. Yeah, March three. Yeah, I, yeah. He he'd be a game day decision. Um, but he'll be okay. You know, I'd be thinking somewhere between two and four weeks. So that'd be right on the edge, right? Yeah, that's it. Well, considering it happened sort of last weekend on what the Saturday yet yeah, will be be three well, weeks. The question is, Mitch, do you think he'd go straight back into uh, eighty minutes, or do you think maybe more sixty minute role and then build it up? Uh, I reckon it'd be probably be more to do with the game situation. So if the game was on the line, he might play the eighty. Uh, but if they're doing well, they'd probably pull him at sixty. Yeah, okay. So, so he'd have the ability to play eighty. Is what I'm saying. Oh. Excellent. Well, so I guess That's people. At, yep. I guess people at home, it may be time to watch those one-hour lists on that Sunday. So fortunately for us, they're playing it at a reasonable time for us. So I think the game starts at like one p.m. on a Sunday for us for that first team. Uh, three thirty. Three thirty for that uh, one for the Broncos. So keep a look at yep. it. Two thirty. Just make sure he's not pulled, and if he is, have an exit strategy. So make sure you haven't spent your team to the dollar and you're not tearing it apart to try and fix it. Um, excellent. Next one is having a look here. Uh, Roosters. So, well, look, the game kind of decided to us who was going to be on the bench because it looked like Billy Smith was going to miss out. And then Dom Young, he gets a WWE move put on him. So, Mitch, got a crash to tackle some ligament damage. Is that like just one of severity? We don't know how long it'll be. It'll really be person to person type thing. Um it's just so variable how long that'll take. I would suggest he'll probably have some sort of analgesia and he'll be right by the time the season creeps around. But every now and then, if if, if it really stretches it out or he's leans towards more of that hypermobile side, it could be a little bit longer. I, I, my gut instinct is he'll probably be okay, but it is one of those ones that's a bit of a tricky one to say because it's super personal, uh, as in who you've got in front of you. But I'll, I'll say he, he'll probably be okay. Fair enough. And look, Nick, we got some bad news as well. The Roosters goal kicker, uh, it's Sam Walker, and he didn't look good. Yeah, I think he'll be okay, though. He was really good uh, last year as we went through in the preseason pod, so... 
That's a good thing for Walker. It means he'll sort of be low 50s, I think. So there's a little bit of value there. It just means Joey Sualee is an absolute avoid. Uh, yep. round one. That's it. Even though he'll be probably be back on the bench covering for Dom Young, yes, he is probably an avoid. And yep. guys, if you had told me at the beginning of the season that uh, it would be Satili Tupania who would be the winner it looked like of the edge wars and would be the starting edge player at the roosters. I would have said probably not, but it looks like he has won it. Yeah. Uh, so I guess he's in my team at the moment, Nick, as he made yours. 421k yep. yep. DPP. Yeah, that's, that's a layout. That's, that's so juicy. Very excited. That's it. So again, a guy to just watch just in case they do shuffle it around, but it looked like they were pretty much trying to play their full first grade side that game, right, Nick? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it's only their, um, Final hit out before the, the head away to Vegas. So, yeah, they did. They were pretty good. That's it. So, the team this Tuesday, guys, if you're wondering why it's absolute nugget time for the Rabbitohs, the Roosters, the Seagulls, and the Broncos, it's because their guys have actually flown over to the United States. They're 21. And so, it is reserve or possibly even 23 or 24 players. And so, it's pretty much reserve graders only this week and uh, under 21s. So, Nick, uh, the last thing we've got, Eels hooker, Lussick versus Hands. Did we really get an answer this week? Uh, didn't Hands start from memory? Hands started last week, and then Lussick is the starting this week in what looks to be the, like, no one in the Eels side was the first greatest last week apart from Maddo and Hands. Yep. And, and Maddo's week, playing 18th man, which is a bit interesting. Maybe he's just getting the rest. He's not out of favor, is he? Mate, you tell me. Can you find out if he is out of favor, please? Because that has huge hop good implications, right? Mm, mm, mm. Like, okay, I'll see if I can get Like if, if, Ma- if, if Maddo has gone the Nathan Brown route, right, Mitch, where he's just cut from the squad, surely that leaves a guy like Jermaine Hopgood playing big minutes. Well, that you'd think that because who else is playing the minutes? That's it. Well, you look at the thing. You've got Rumor Greg, who's a prop. You've got Kelmer Tuolagi, who's kind of that hybrid edge role. You got Joe Off and Gowie, who I'm not sure he passed a ball in his entire time at the West Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, still turned out to be a good fantasy performer that one season, but that was about it. So, yeah, Jermaine Hopgood, and he's one of those guys I was talking about in the preseason. Not that you've listened, Mitch, but that uh, who once he <laughs> once he gets big game time, he just absolutely his numbers go ballistic. So when he plays over 60 minutes, right? He averages 65.3. And when it gets to over 70 minutes, he averages 72.4. So mm. if, if we see 60 plus minutes each week for our good friend, Mr. Hopgood, yeah, I believe that there are many big minutes to be had. Anyway, uh, and many points. So he, he's certainly of interest to me. Now, guys, uh, Rabbitohs, the way that this preseason keeps on dooming us. So we were going, is Monroe going to start? And then he goes and does his collarbone. So Mitch, he's, he's fully done his collarbone, apparently out for eight weeks. Well, that sucked. Yeah, so he'll be back. He'll be back in eight weeks, though. Might be a little bit ginger in defence the first two or so, but they're generally pretty good at getting them right after those types of breaks. Excellent. Look, I'm not sure we saw too much there, apart from the fact that Cam Murray looked pretty good. But how about you guys from the Charity Shield? Did you see anything from the Rabbitohs apart from Murray, Nick? Yeah, I think I think Murray was pretty good. Um, I think the Dragons actually really stuck it to them, as Mitch said in the middle. It's just. We just sort of lacked and made some silly errors, which sort of let them in. And then obviously the pretty much our second graders lost to their second graders. So, you know, just one of those one of those things. I, I actually wasn't too impressed with the Rabbitohs, to be honest. I mean, they were missing Cookie, number one. So I didn't you know, he was, I, but they weren't missing their middles, you know. Like I wasn't impressed with I felt like the Dragons were, were right up to the challenge in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't really change that. Uh, I think he'd be a bit more dynamic in in the 
running threat where the dragons, you know, pretty pretty poor usually around the ruck. But yeah, dragons are definitely much better around the ruck. I thought. I thought Jack DeBellman was actually fantastic for the dragons. We sort of skip. We sort of forgot about him because he represents a little bit of value for a premium mid. So um, but yeah, I thought Cam Murray was good. You know, he's always good. I don't think he's ever had a bad game in his life, right? Not unless he gets knocked out. <laughs> he's, 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 he's not had one where he plays out the minutes, no. He, he plays. That's why he's slowly killing himself, right, Mitch? Yep. 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 That's what, Isn't that why they're trying to shuffle him around the, the field so that he can play those 80 minutes and not have enormous mid-season drop-offs? That's it. Well, look, I know that a number of people are keen on Cam Murray, but after they talked about parking him on the edge, I'm... Uh, I'm a little bit concerned that he may just, they may try and manage him a little bit more. I just don't see the point. Like, why would you go Murray when you can go DeBellin? Uh, DeBellin play way more games. DeBellin won't play play Origin because they don't like him. That's what I mean. Yeah. And then I'm going, well, then why not play Hopgood? Totally. 100%. So, in other words, let's just buy Hopgood. Anyway, uh, now I'm selling myself again and I'm going to rip my team apart. Uh, let's keep on going here. So Totola, we didn't see a huge amount of minutes from him. Uh, we did kind of see that 1.0 PPM though, Nick. Uh, sorry, with who? Totola. So about 35 points, 35 minutes. Okay. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been a, a preseason lock for pretty much most sides that I've seen and especially mine when we sort of looked at him first off the bat. So, yeah, I, I'm not too worried about him from a trials point of view either way, to be honest. I think he's just one of those guys who um, yeah, the Classic had a really up and down last year, and that's reflected his price. So assuming he gets a bit of consistency minutes, a bit of injury luck, he should uh, be a great buy round one. That's it. And don't come blame us. Yeah, sorry, 32 points in 35 minutes or so. So Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and look, if he gets jacked up at some point, that is the cost of business being an NRL player, right, Mitch? Yep. Yeah, don't come exactly right. us. Excellent. Okay, so Cowboys, uh, we didn't really get many answers last week, apart from the fact that Zach Labert seemed to win the center role, Nick. Yeah, it was a bit frustrating because he looks really good, but he's 500k or something. So um, we like that Cowboy schedule because they don't have a buy until round 16, I think. So, you know, I was trying to scope out all the Cowboys I could. So unfortunately, he's just a bit much, even as a bit of a gun player. Yep, no, for sure. Uh, the other good news is Chris Luciano Leilua has gone. We get Helam Luki, who, you know, it's one of those guys who I owned last year for a little while while he had that starting position and made a fair bit of cash on. But he's one of those guys who seems to be able to make a lot of points in a hurry, Nick. You just made the list. Yeah, mate, I've, I've got him in now. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, uh, with that Leilua. I'm actually looking at Leilua. He's pretty interesting as well. 608K and he's averaged 50 when he plays over 70 minutes. And he's sort of priced, I think, around mid 40s or so. So a little bit of value there. Okay. So, and and he's averaged, what, about 50? Yeah, I th- I'm, I'd pencil him for about 50. Okay. Well, look, let's let's keep on him. But certainly, like Luciano Leilua uh, is of interest. But he and Luki priced at 36, averages 46 over 63 minutes, which means we don't even need to, him to play the full game, Nick. No, he's, he's brilliant. And they've got Cohen Hess. Like, there's no uh, uh, Kulikefu Finifuaki in the squad. I've been practicing that one. So this week, like, he's, he's out. He's a gun, isn't he? He's awesome. He did look good, but he's been pushed out to like number 20, 21 in this squad, which means that it looks like they've got their absolute full strength team on this week, which means we see Tamalolo starting, like everyone's starting, Ruben Cotter. So this is one to watch this week, guys, for the Cowboys, because we will see how good does Reese Robson look. Jason Tamalolo, for those who are hoping that he's somehow returned to fitness and form. Lukey. This this Cotter. could be 30 nil at halftime. Like, honestly, this could just be a bloodbath. Ah, oh, it could be a bloodbath. And... 
So, but anyway, but uh, Heal and Luki. Now, guys, we also learned from the Sharks that we're going to get Talakai and not Iroh. I did say that during the preseason. It's come true. Uh, and we'll also, we will need to look at this week for whether Heinz and Trindle, how that milkshake is split, right, Nick? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I thought I sort of debunked it in the Sharks pod. Um, I mean, we saw them in the All-Stars and they were pretty good. I think Trindle was more second, um, playing more 5-8 sort of role. Um, and he threw a couple of good last balls, which were pretty good. So, But, I mean, Heinz is just going to drink most of that milkshake, surely, right? Oh, that's true. It's just as dumb as it sounds, it was always Heinz throwing those last balls last year. So that's why I'm concerned a little bit just around, uh, you know, will we see that slow decline from Heinz just because he's not drinking all of the milkshake, which he was. Uh, Yeah, it hurts your your cap having both Heinz and Cleary, obviously. So if you're doubting, then... Obviously, go pick up some value elsewhere. Yeah. But look, he did score 60 points, right? To Trindle's 34. So, yep. not too bad. Um, and last thing, Dolphins. So, we found out Hammers, the fullback, Bostock's on the wing, Avrilos, bit of a utility. So, really, that's pretty much it there. I honestly, I can't see myself staying with any Dolphins. Jack Bostock is like an emergency breaking, you know, in case Mate, of you and Aiken. Oh, sorry. That's a lie. Yes, that was one thing that we did learn. You and Aiken. He looked pretty good back in the center. Uh, sorry, back on the edge. Yeah, it's where he should be. And um, the other one to look at is uh, Farnworth. There's a because you can hold the Dolphins for the whole year because their price schedule is so good. So you can literally pick up round one, hold them the whole year. So uh, picking up a gun like Farnworth isn't a terrible idea, I don't think. I oh, know Mitch six forty six k break even to forty seven. You can get Herbie Farnworth, who did look good, or you can save yourself. Seven grand and get Val Holmes. Then you got to sell them come Origin time. Who would you choose? Val Holmes kicks. Val Holmes kicks goals, and I don't know Herbie will be as good um, this year as he was last year, given that he's swapped to the Dolphins, hasn't he? Yes. Yep. I'd go Val Holmes. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't. I, I'd prefer not to go either because I got to swap him for Origin. But Holmes kicks goals, and and I suspect he's on a better team. And I think Herbie was probably above his ceiling last year. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Now, I, for, for me, for Holmes, it's just like I know that I've got to come sell him at some point, and that's fine. You just buy him knowing that he's probably one trade to someone else. And well, you just hold Holmes the whole year, I suppose. You just hold him, hold him yeah. through Origin. Although their buy schedule gets pretty pretty gnarly at some point. Like, I'm just pulling him up now. Uh, so, yeah, he has the buy 16 and 19. It's the round 25 buy, which hurts. That's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So we'll, we'll see from him. Plus, he'll probably get rested around 27 against the Bulldogs. I'll be honest with you. So, that's <laughs> so I might sell him. No, I don't think so. Off the, the buy, though. I don't think so. No, no. They got Melt the Storm. So they got the buy. Then they got the Storm at home. And then they got the Bulldogs away around 27. Yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll play. I think you can hold them all year. I'll take Excellent. it back. I think uh, you can hold them all year. Okay. Well, look, let's, let's do that. So, Nick... You also had a couple of things you just wanted to really talk about, which was apparently teams for the buys. No, 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 no. We'll save that. We'll save that. Save Excellent. Next week. Well, let's save that for next week. So let's talk about some questions that we got this week prior to preseason week two. I'll just throw this out there. I might start, you know, I'll just call them out, see who answers. So Harry has asked Turbo versus Appy or another cut prize gun. So I'm guessing 650k or so. Nick, gut check. Turbo or Appy? I like Appy, to be honest. Um, Turbo obviously has a ceiling, but he also has that floor, whereas Appy could be a mid to high 50s consistently. So def- definitely a good good shout there. Excellent. How about you, Mitch? Appy. 
Turbo's still in the bin for me. He's in the lifetime bin, not touching him. Fair enough. The only thing that I like about Turbo is that you might get one more game out of him before Origin, because I reckon both of those guys will play Origin. Uh, the only thing is that that early filthy draw, I reckon that Turbo's going to struggle a little bit just in some of these games. So he's got the Rabbitohs in on a smaller field. It's like a 90-meter field and like a less wide field. Then he's got the... Uh, Roosters, then the Eels, then he's got St. George where he should turn up, and then he's got the Panthers the week afterwards, and then the Warriors away. I don't think he will turn up against the Dragons. Maybe. Um, I think we I think we could have a better pack than them, to be honest. Yeah, I'll toss. St. George didn't look vulnerable around the Ruck. No, we no. didn't. We, 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 I, you're right, Mitch. I don't know where we'll get points, which will hurt us. You know, we'll just have crap. Uh, the, only, the only problem with the Dragons was their round, uh, attack five options were just shocking. Yeah, I'm just we're about as close to the 09. We're as close to the 09 formula uh, as we have been in you know 11, 12 years, but we just don't have Brett Morris, which is a bit of a problem because he scored 24 tries. <laughs> the only other thing that you have a look at it is that I reckon that Turbo will burn both Suli and Jack Bird. Mm, they're pretty big the guys. I mean, no, no, they're big. Jack, no, no, no. Jack Bird he's, is he's, a... he's not going to bust them. He's going to burn them on the outside. Yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, we'll, don't we'll know. find out. Either way, still, in a tough draw, right, he's... And then you got the Warriors away. So, and then you got the Gold Coast, and then you got Pat Eels again. So, and then, yeah. Anyway, so I think Turbo might be in for a rough start to the season. Uh, and I've got Affy too, and I don't have Turbo. So Chris asks, are you concerned on Fogarty? So essentially Fogarty's got a low-grade hamstring injury, but it's kept him out of the trials. So I think Ricky might have kept yep. him out of the trials anyway. But I guess, how are you feeling on Fogarty? Is he in your team at the moment, Nick? No, I, I really haven't liked him too much. I think uh, I'm going to keep banging on it. I think the Raiders are going to get the spoon. Whilst we'll get yep. all the milkshake, it will be a really tough year. And um, he has a little bit of value, but I don't see 10 points. So I, I like that call. I do. I think Raiders are going to get the spoon too. And I agree. I wouldn't touch Fogarty. I believe Ricky when he says that they're a top four team. So <laughs> he's, he's a oh, New South Wales legend. So like he, he's proclaimed it that they've got the talent there to do it. And so I've seen hot air balloons with less hot air. <laughs> so the don't, don't let him see you now. Like Ricky will come after you. Apparently I'll have a go at you in the press conference, mate. I feel he'll have a go at me in the golf course. Now I'm really scared. He's just delusional though. Absolutely delusional. He is. Yeah, and I guess I'll put a I guess he can't. That they won't make top four. Tell oh, Ricky. No, no, no one. On that. No, no one. I think will take it up. He'll probably just take a donation to Ricky Stewart Foundation. Um. <laughs> anyway, so the okay, I think that uh, yeah, I've gone off Fogarty a little bit as well. I'm actually going with Drew Hutchinson at the moment. So, and I know that a number of people have gunned up to go and get a guy like Mitch Moses. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, for an extra, it's an extra 140k, Mitch. Like, uh, what what do you think about Mitch Moses? I think he was a solid player last year. I still don't think Parramatta can win a premiership with him, but you know, fifteen or fifteen or sixteen of the twenty-six rounds last year, I was screaming at how good he was playing. He sort of had a bit of a drop off, but I thought he ran Parramatta around pretty well, and they should be a bit healthier in the front front wall, second or other this year uh, with Sean Lane sort of back. So I, I like him. I think it's worth the upgrade, certainly over Fogarty. Yeah, I certainly think he's going to kick more goals than Fogarty this year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yep, I think that he will do well. He's certainly someone who, when this, the season opened, was in a lot of my draft teams before I started spending all my money on ridiculous things like Hopgood mm. um, or spending a million dollars on centers, as I currently have, 1.1. Uh, 
Look, Gus asked a question, which I'll direct to you, Nick. Why do men have nipples? Uh, I'm so glad you asked. The development of nipples in humans, both male and female, occurs during early fetal development before sexual differentiation takes place. So it's because we don't have a choice, mate. We're just born with them. Excellent. He also asked a second question, but he just shot it through to me just before. He goes, can you hold your breath until you die? Uh, not me no. personally. Not me. No. Maybe. Yeah, you actually can't hold your breath until you die. Because your your uh, medulla oblongata will kick in as soon as you fall unconscious and you'll start breathing again. Sorry, Mitch, that, that wasn't a question for Nick. That was a request. <laughs> oh. oh, I don't know. Oh, sorry, mate. I've just stitched him up. It's all good. Um, Next one. Uh, Chris versus Simonson and why. So obviously Simonson will be starting center for uh, the Eels. Chris will likely be back round two for the Raiders unless Ricky gets his way with his whinge and gets him back round one. Uh, Nick Gutcheck, who would you take out of those two? Both similarly priced. Neither. Well, Neither. <laughs> okay, but uh, essentially the goal here is to try and find a center sub 400k DPP center. It probably is cover. So Cottridge. would you take Cottridge when he's all the way uh, Burbo, but then you don't get him for the wing fullback cover. So you're saying that you'd be off either. Yeah. Uh, I don't like spending that amount in a problematic position because I think it's just going to the saloon. You know, I thought James Schiller was awesome and he's 250K. He might get the spot. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a bad team. Ethan Strange. Do do, do you reckon, like, I reckon that Chris, at least from last season, he'll be somewhere in the squad. I I can't see Schiller beating him out unless you got what uh, Chris back at fullback. Yeah, I just don't trust teams. That is that I think are going to and uh, the the bookies agree with me. They got the third worst odds um, for the premier, for the minor premiership, so they think they're going to be right down the bottom too. I just worry a team that's got this much transition happening with players retiring and all that sort of stuff. I think it's going to be roulette as for this backline because there's clearly there's clearly what who's who's got a lockdown spot there. I, I really don't know. Fair enough. Okay. Well, let let's look on the other side here. So Bailey Simonson four seventy three k center wing fullback DPP. Yeah, he's um, solid. He's solid. Yep. Uh, so would you pick up him? No, I, I wouldn't. But yeah, I'd go Simonson over Chris, I suppose. Excellent. How about you, Mitch? Mm, I think Chris is a better player, but he's not on a very good team. Yeah. No, you. I would have said neither, like Nick. I would say I always go the play. I, I always go the high quality play. I'll say Chris because a lot of the the Raiders attack has to go with through him, but I don't like it. No, I got gotcha. you. Okay, uh, Matt has asked again about the Raiders cheapies. Uh, out of the Raiders cheapies, which is the safest pick? So I'm gonna guess it's uh out of the following, it would be Strange, Weeks, and uh Kotrick. Nick, gut check. Don't know. You don't know. No, no one's safe on that team. But let's you got to wait to round one. Just got to wait for round one. Yeah, and by no then it might be too late. <laughs> I, well, no, I, no, no. You, you just, you just have one of them starting and one of them on the bench, so you can carry two. Surely there'd be two out of three. Do you know what I mean? Unless they and they're do all around the same Al- price. Helpawade and Savage in there. Like that's well, Savage. That's Savage, is. Savage is probably the only one with an absolute spot there, in, in my opinion. He's literally and the Tomoko. only guy. And Tomoko. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Tomoko's obviously locked. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, oh, sorry. The other the other cheapies would be a guy like Danny Levi at two eighty one. Who who at two eighty one k? Like I'm not high on Danny Levi, but two eighty one k starting hooker. How badly does he have to go for you not to make money, Mitch? Pretty bad. Yeah. Like, like sub like twenty five points a game, wouldn't it be? Yeah, pretty. Not make money. That's it. So twenty. Yeah. 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 So like, I, I reckon bad. that 
if he's starting, I'd probably, and I had to score points off one of these guys, I'd take Danny Levi. But as far as you're just going, you just got to make sure that they're not in your starting squad, like not more than one. Everyone else has got to be sitting in the emergencies and just choose whoever's playing. Yeah, just wait for round one. There'll be two out of three, in my opinion. Yep. Between Cartridge Weeks and Chevy Stewart or whoever, you know. There, there will be two Raiders cheapies, I think. Yep. Weeks, Strange, uh, Stewart, Levi, all those yep. guys. All right. Uh, next one. Out of the Raiders cheapie. Oh, sorry, no. Uh, Young's injury, who will take his spot? So I think we've learned that it will be Billy Smith, probably Sawali to wing, but it'll only be for a couple of weeks, according to Mitch at most, unless something's really wrong. Uh, so next one. Corey is asked a best mid under 400k so nick gut check on that oh sam hughes feels like the easy option there or uh alex safarth if uh, you're happy to wait for one round yep and i will add in there that if james salmon gets in there the week got a dog 289k he's an edge but he should get the dpp that's it round one so yep uh he's never played in the middle i actually have nothing to work off here. he's only ever played in five eight uh Interchange, uh, so 5 8 interchange replacement and reserve his entire time. So, yeah, really hard to get a check on him there. Um, Mark asks, well, who is the one player in your team that you ca- just can't squeeze in? Nick, who's the one guy that you've been trying to get in but can't? Oh, Bo Thermal. Oh, my God. that That's probably the one guy who I really, really want to get in. I'm cheeky high on him. I think he'll be a mid to high 50s kind of guy. But just spending that sort of money at edge when there's clear value elsewhere, you know, it's just a wait and see on that one. Yeah, that's a bit rough. How about you, Mitch? Is there anyone who you've looked at and you just haven't been able to work your way in yet? Oh, sorry. Reese Robson's the other one at 660K. It's just finding that money to get him in. I just have struggled. Nah, fair enough. How about you, Mitch? Anyone? No, I haven't really started making my team up yet, so I cannot answer that question. Excellent. For me, there's probably been three players who, in every iteration, I've been trying to work in it one way or the other, uh, which is obviously all the really good guys. So it's been Hopgood, Hines, and Ponger. So all essentially, uh, and Haas to be a point. So that that's sort of second tier player. So Cleary's made every iteration of my squad. It's just who's the other gun in the squad alongside him or do I go a whole bunch of mid rangers like Brandon Smith, Cotter, Robson, all those guys. So I think we I've might been st- burned by Brandon Smith too many times. There's no way I'm touching him. Well if you listen to the podcast, which you haven't Mitch, thank you for that. But I kind of talked you at least last year about <laughs> why, but essentially really quickly he got you know, he's that, a nugget. Now he that he caught that rig cartilage injury round two, which hurt him to begin with. You know, he, all his points were down, whatever else. Then he came back yeah. and he got that neck injury against the Warriors. Remember, he had to go to hospital. Like, I just do, wanted. yes. And then he came back and he broke his thumb for seven weeks. And then it's eventually, still- when, eventually when we got Brandon Smith back from the last time, late last season, uh, he averaged that low 50s that we wanted. Once he got essentially three or four games and like one game back just to get some fitness up, uh, we saw him last year when he started hooker 54, 62, 43 to round out the season. And that 43 was against the Rabbitohs, like in a tough, like tough as nails game. So he averaged... 42 tackles in that time over those once he was fit again mm, i still don't like it no i get it but i'm just saying like i think that if he's fit anyway he's been in my squad uh mark also asked 
who is the player you'd start with if you weren't scared of the potential downsides, Nick? Um, oh, Turbo, probably. Yeah, I would have said Turbo too. Yeah, it is definitely. Turbo. Or, or potentially Ponga, but Ponga, Ponga is a bit less risky than Turbo at the moment, I think. There's no downside with Ponga. It's just cap. Yes, there is. You get concussed first game. Well, you trade him out. What I mean what I mean That's is true. he's going to be well-priced. He's, he's good value and he will hit it. Well, and, and, and the reality is as long as he's not concussed, he's actually going to perform, whereas Turbo, if he's injured... That's what not. I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Tur- Tur- yeah. Turbo could yeah, be yeah. a dud for fantasy, like good... But he could also have so much upside that he could annihilate you on a, any particular week, right? Like if he takes off round one and we're all sitting here trying to get him into our sides because he kicks off round one, round two, that's a tough time, right? Like that's that's where it's scary. I think mm-hmm. I think it's one of those ones where we probably have, if he does kick off quickly, probably have, what, two rounds to make a decision before he, his price increases so quickly we can't get him. But um, Well, what would his well, average have to be before he's like unbuyable well i think if i remember him coming back something like 2021 he did something similar where he got like a he would have to average like 70 in the first couple of games yeah but that's not he's not going to average 70 like we've been through this statistically it's like so like just not going to happen i get you but like if he does average 70 the first two rounds 679k round two 723k round three after that it get goes up quicker 772 so it gets very hard to catch but yeah. I, I get it i'm just saying if he does turn out and the only downside i see with not starting with turbo is at least he's one only one trade out if there is an issue i don't know maybe that's not good thinking right anyhow moving yeah, on no no it, it is the right thinking if he's a dud you trade him out but i, I just think the, on the balance of probabilities ponga will be a much better buy with Similar sort of upside, to be honest. Yeah, there is a hundred and forty thousand dollars more. Okay, but no, it's like a hundred grand, isn't it? Isn't it like six fifty and Pong is like yeah, seven fifty? That's true. Yes. Yeah, but the Knights have like the best buy schedule like ever from, I mean, strength of schedule like ever. That's true. Ponga. It's soft. Or they have the, I'm just picking it back up again, sorry. The easiest schedule. They have the, they have the easiest, especially rounds one to 12, the easiest, versus Manly have like the second hardest or something like that for memory, like nightmare. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. Next question. Uh, projected average for Heinz for the first 12 rounds. Nick, you're the guy who's done the numbers on Heinz. What are you thinking? Uh, 70s. Yeah, in there somewhere between, between 70 and 80. Yeah, look, their first rounds of fixtures are pretty good. So obviously up until Origin, but those that first four, it's Warriors away, which isn't great, but then it's Bulldogs, Tigers, and Raiders, and then the bye. Yep. It's, yep. it's pretty sweet. And then even then, Rabbitohs, Cowboys, and uh, Cowboys are at home. They're not traveling North Queensland. Then it's Raiders, Dragons. And then it's that gnarly little run. I think he will suffer in those last games before Origin, which is Storm, Roosters, Panthers. So he averages 34 against the Panthers. Those are right against the Roosters, but uh, yeah, definitely down against the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has the um, amazing um, uh, schedule as well, just from a strength of schedule, it's the third easiest, but also he's available around 13. Oh, he's an absolute lock for my team, to be honest, round one. Excellent. Uh, next question is for you, Mitch. Would you rather have Turbo and 110K in the bank or upgrade to Ponga and be broke? Be broke. Excellent. Or just, yeah, risk mitigation? Yeah, exactly right. Although... That didn't work too well for me last year. I, th- I do think at some point you've got to take risks. I just really think the turbo is not where you take that risk. Fair enough. Or at least if he is, that it's the, the only good thing about turbo. I think, Mitch, 
as far as this season that like as far as that risk taking is that because he plays in that first teamless Tuesday like I don't know whether you've heard we've got the split teamless Tuesdays this year so the guys yep. in will get the teamless Tuesday lockout for the guys playing overseas first and then the week later we'll have a second teamless Tuesday for the yep. other six like six games uh which means that from what I can see here at least you know that Turbo will be locked in and playing that hour beforehand and if you, something happens you know pulls his hammy you can him out that, look and that's true but it's more about seeing him play and see how he how he actually looks that's Def. that's the concern that's true uh yeah i really wish we got to see him during the trials but it wasn't to be uh look just quickly checking if there have been any more questions around the traps Laying it up now finds a couple of people asked to join the league guys if you're listening at home our leagues are open we've got the open league and just dm us for codes to one of the other leagues so we have uh nick's newbie league for basically people who are new to the comp or finished sort of outside the twenty thousand last year it really is a new comp you know if you're a decent fantasy player this run probably isn't for you this is i guess nice and friendly we have mitch's competitive leagues uh which are your standard leagues that have their grand finals Round 26, don't play the buyers, very standard. And then we have Stu's Chaos Mode, which is where you play all rounds, you play the buyers, and the grand final is round 27, which is where I lose every year. But on the plus side, if you make it there, you probably get to play me from previous seasons. So, and win, you'll win. <laughs> I've lost twice in a row. It's getting pretty annoying. Uh, At least you made the finals in your league, dude. That's I'm two years running, I haven't even made the top eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate that's a shocker uh all right the next we do have one last question from gerald ward which is we talked about appy before are we concerned about appy missing a lot of games with origin and the buy schedule so it looked like appy had won that origin spot until he broke his jaw nick are you concerned that he'll miss a lot of games yeah absolutely so he'll miss 13 with the tigers by 16 and 19 so um, he might be Stewart's alluding to maybe around 13 cell just before that round kicks off. So just after round 12. That's it. And if he doesn't get picked for origin, obviously you can hold on, right? Because he's actually got a very juicy rounds 14 and 15 against the Dragons and then the Titans. And then yeah, 16 yeah. against the Raiders. So it would be worth looking at for that period, right? Yeah, we'll have a better... Um, Strength is uh, by summary and, you know, teams and players that will target next week. I'll have that all ready for everyone. Excellent. Uh, I think that's just about it, guys. Any final thoughts from you, Mitch? Uh, no, not at this point. I mean, it's good to get into it all and um, it'll be interesting to see what happens after that first round. But I've learned from the last, you know, several years that I've been playing fantasy most important bits to get that team right for the first round and i still haven't quite gotten that right so hopefully 2024 will be the year that i can do that excellent nick final thoughts from you for tonight um don't be married to your team because teamless tuesday will be terrible so yeah <laughs> you're gonna be massacred i'm pretty sure this year guys like i know that i'm likely to uh especially if i'm trying to start with jamin salmon as my starting edge and oh, I, guess I honestly think and with that with, with that i am going to listen to your podcast guys but i'm going to wait till i'm going to sort of do one every day in the lead up and wait till teamless tuesday to make my team because last year i was just chopping changing chopping changing because you know i had this idea of what it was going to be and then it wasn't and you try and make something uh work that you couldn't really make work i don't know just throwing it out there I'm gonna try something new this year no, i like it mate 
I certainly like it. Or, or you can do what I did. Like, and your one's probably really smart, especially if you don't have like 10,000 hours to throw at it. So the way that I've kind of been doing that is remaking the squad from a different point of view every time. Like, oh, what happens if I take all the guns that I really want? I, how can I make this fit? What happens if I take all those hashy edges? You know, you try the different iterations each time. Like maybe you can build it differently. Like maybe he doesn't cost 650k this time type of thing. <laughs> So I guess that that's a different way of doing it, but only if you've got as much time in your hands as I do, I guess. Anyway, uh, apart from that, thank you everyone for listening at home. Thank you for all of your questions. If you have any more, uh, send it in. If you want to join the leagues, please DM us. This is the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2024 signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.